0: Hello and welcome everyone. This is episode 5 and we are talking about The Lodge. I'm Jackie
1: and I'm Erica. What's in your cup of coffee today? I'm having my favorite today, Dunkin' Donuts. Classic medium roast with cream and sugar. What are you having, Mom?
0: I'm having my usual dark roast, half and half and some sweetener. Stop nodding your head at me, no. I'm, I'm rolling my eyes. It's the same. Every time. Well, I like my coffee plain and simple. I mean, come on. All right. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it's March, folks, and we are marching straight into madness. Tell us what The Lodge is about, Mom. Okay, and in keeping with our straight into madness theme, this movie is about probably the most dysfunctional family to hit the movies in a while. It's a dad and his two kids and his newly acquired girlfriend. And this genius dad decides, hey, let's all go away and spend Christmas at the lodge. To say that things go downhill, or should I say an avalanche occurs, is... (laughs) You're (laughs) nodding your head again. Um, Good joke. Cheesy joke there. That an avalanche occurs once they get there is to say the minimum.
1: This movie came out February of 2020, and I remember seeing the trailer and getting excited, but we kept putting it off. And guess what? It would have been our last movie before the pandemic, and basically almost all movie theaters are
0: closed. Wow. It's really been that long? It's been that long. You know, I do remember us wanting to see this movie, and yeah, we did keep putting it off. The pandemic hit. Ugh. And that changed everything. I really miss doing our Saturday matinee movies.
1: Me too. We would have lunch. Yep. And then a little shopping. And (laughs) then we would go to the movie. We always went for like the noon, one o'clock. Yes, we know horror movies during the day, but it was our thing and nobody would ruin the movie. Right.
0: That and and it to say is that. We would go during the day because we knew it was less likely to be filled, and you'd have you know the annoying moviegoers with phones going off or just
1: laughing and
0: just being disruptive to the movie experience.
1: Oh well, I guess we we missed out, but we enjoyed it at home. Yes, we did. Here we go with our movie facts, starting with Rotten Tomato score. Critics gave it seventy four percent, and the audience
0: drum roll please 51 (laughs) i'm not surprised always (laughs) i'm actually surprised when it goes over the 50 percentage range so i'm not surprised
1: in order to establish chemistry between the brother and sister aka aiden and mia the directors had them do several excursions to build that chemistry including rock climbing and ice skating so that was cool because I mean, we'll get into it, but there's a scene when they've lost their mom, and you see the brother come in to spend the night with the sister, and I felt like they were
0: brother and sister, so I think it worked. I think so, too, and that scene is pretty touching. It's probably, to me, the only touching scene in this entire movie. It is, it
1: is. The actress who portrays Grace, the girlfriend, was kept separated from the children to maintain a distance from them to enhance their on-screen dynamic. I think it worked because they gave off the vibe like, I don't want this lady here. Yeah, that that's true. They did.
0: And that was pretty brilliant.
1: The lodge featured in the film was located on a golf resort, which was closed for the winter season. Okay. <laughs> Brady.
0: Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Are we going to start with that? Like realizations during the, the taping of this?
1: That's okay. Isn't that what makes it fun?
0: Is that? Oh, my God. Was that on purpose? Could be. Maybe they're fans of The Shining. Maybe. But a lesson here, folks. Don't stay at resorts closed for the winter season. Clearly, that's not a good idea. Watch horror movies and you'll know. Right.
1: (laughs) The intention of the movie at first was to give a haunted house feel, which makes the audience think that it is a haunted house movie, that they're being haunted by the dead mother. I believed it. I thought it was a haunted house movie.
0: Didn't you tell me that the directors were inspired by the movie Rebecca, a 1940 movie that was directed by Alfred Hitchcock? I did. Hmm. And for those that don't know, that movie is about a woman who comes to believe her home is haunted by her husband's deceased first wife. We got to watch it. I think we do.
1: All right. Let's get into movie talk. So we're introduced to Alicia Silverstone random movie for her. Hadn't seen her in a while, so I thought that was neat.
0: That was neat, and And she did a great job.
1: She did. It was a small role, but she got the message across very well. She did. It's her and her two kids, Aiden, Mia. She's dropping them off at their father's, and you immediately feel the tension between the husband and wife. They're in the kitchen. He wants to talk, and he comes out with it that he wants to finalize this divorce and you immediately see her just shut down. She feels like a failure. It's rejection. And then she looks out the kitchen window.
0: And that's when we all see a woman flipping out through the side door gate outside.
1: And I feel like when she looks over and sees her because the husband kept saying, oh, she's not here. She's not here. It's just like this. It just added to this defeat. It's a big lie. Yeah, it's a huge defeat for her.
0: And at that point, you really do see her. Her face just changes Her whole complete. demeanor yes.
1: changes, and I, I, it, it was just sad.
0: The scene that comes after this, which is when Laura goes back to her home. She's sitting at the dining room table. I, I had completely forgotten about, and it shocked me again.
1: It, you did forget. I hadn't forgotten. <laughs>
0: it was... That was a big shock. It, it was a shocker for the first scene in a movie. And she's sitting there. And all of a sudden, you see her um, her, her reaching for something on, on a chair in the dining room where she's sitting at. And all of a sudden, it's a gun. And it is so fast. It happens so fast. She, she didn't put, think about it. Yeah. It, it was just like, oh, here's a gun. Let me put it to my mouth. And bang, she just blows her brains out.
1: What's sad about this, too... She had been thinking about this for a while. Oh
0: yeah, for sure. Clearly
1: she had the gun. Yes. And she may have been I'm assuming for the character that she had been planning it for a while and that's that conversation with the husband seeing the girlfriend slipping out, I think
0: that's what did it. That is what pushed her over the edge.
1: I mean, she didn't hesitate. You didn't
0: she just grabbed it and went boom. It was so fast yeah. that I stayed silent for a second. I don't know if you noticed, because it took a moment for me to filter how quickly that was. And I think also, on a different level, it's how quickly a life can end. Just like that. Yeah. Bam. And
1: she just...
0: She's gone. That's it. We fast forward to the funeral, and you see Aiden not crying. He's kind of devoid of emotions. Now, it could be the shock. Yeah. But I think that this is the beginning of what I think is a sociopath.
1: That could explain certain things that happen later. It's debatable that he, that's how he's processing grief, or if it is leading towards down that path. Good observation. I, I honestly didn't notice. I just took it as, oh, he's shocked that his mother passed away.
0: I think on the surface, yes, you you look at it that way. But then as the film evolves, and you get more into it, you realize something's not right there, too.
1: After the funeral is when that sweet scene happens that I mentioned earlier, I really enjoyed that scene of Aiden coming in to sleep alongside his sister, because she is inconsolable, I mean, it's understandable. Not only did your Mother pass away. She committed suicide, and then she kept bringing up she's not going to heaven, because in Catholicism you don't go to heaven if you kill yourself. Yeah, you remain in purgatory. Right, and she kept bringing that up, and the dad was just <sighs> whatever. The dad was whatever. <laughs> basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's sweet that Aiden, you know, is there to comfort her because clearly the dad wasn't very successful, and it's all nonverbal. He grabs her hand. He lays next to her, and that's it. It's just a very sweet scene. I thought it was really well done. It is a
0: sweet scene, and you do, feel, you do feel the comfort. As the audience watching, you feel that bond between the siblings. Fast forward six months later, and this brilliant dad says, Hey, let's all go to the lodge for Christmas. And at first, he doesn't say including Grace, so I think the kids, for a second... Thought, oh, this would be nice. But then he adds the whole, let's do it with grace. And Aiden reacts to this suggestion.
1: And guys, mom literally has the note on our outline. Aiden reacts, and idiot dad doesn't understand. Because clearly, he's a moron. He doesn't understand why his children are reacting this way. Their mother just died six months ago. And now you want to take them away with the new girlfriend? Like, hello, isn't that too soon? Don't you process this information?
0: And not only that, these kids—technically, actually, not even technically—they blame her for their their mom blowing her brains out.
1: Agree. Ugh, he's just a
0: this, moron. this guy is clueless, and I I will probably say this throughout today's talk about the movie because he just pisses me off. He is so clueless.
1: He's the theme. He's going to be the the recurring theme of idiocy
0: throughout this whole episode. Absolutely he is. The next thing you see is the kids are in their dad's study and they're googling Grace. Now we find out more about Grace. And what we find out is that Grace was the only survivor of a religious cult that was run by a deranged reverend who happened to be her dad.
1: By the way, that was the actress's dad in real life.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Isn't that cool? Oh, that is cool. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Continue. So we see the footage that she took as a little girl. I think she was 12 In from what I read somewhere. Of dead bodies of mm-hmm. other cult members after the mass suicide. They all had duct tape over their mouths. And the word sin written on the duct tape. But here's an interesting thing. That we learn, I think, here is that Richard, the dad, is an author or a journalist, and he had been investigating or wrote a book about this cult. And now he's with this woman.
1: That's fucked up as it is. It
0: is. It 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 blew my mind when all these pieces came together. There's something I off. go off. So I go back to this whole sociopath thing. I'm I'm starting to see where you're going with this. Yes.
1: The the mom Laura clearly had some form of depression. Now the dad is dating or proposing to an ex sociopath mm-hmm. as well. Right. And perhaps his child is also <laughs> a sociopath. So you see my logic? I see it. Okay. I like it.
0: So the dad walks in on them and they awkwardly like, oh, we're just doing this and that and whatever. And at some point after this, the dad reiterates yet again that Grace is going to the lodge with them for Christmas. Great guy there. Great guy.
1: Great guy. It cuts to Aiden and Mia playing in front of this dollhouse.
0: Which is a replica of the, the lodge. lodge.
1: It was seen at the beginning of the movie, but now you see them both talking. So we miss this clearly because when you first watch the movie like I said earlier you think it's it's just you think it's a completely different movie than what it ends up being correct but we noticed it this time we did they're planning what's going to happen at the lodge and they even have the dolls they have one of the dolls hanging they have the dolls flipped over the sofa because of the the gas right they're planning it they are planning it
0: i think that these kids namely Aiden, have been planning this from maybe even the time of the funeral at some point. They could be. I mean, For they sure, did,
1: maybe Aiden.
0: Yeah. I, they didn't know they were going to this lodge, but maybe this was, at that point, their way of exercising these demons.
1: Maybe their grief or His grief. His because, grief. again, I think it's more him and he convinced his sister, oh, yeah, let's do this. Yes. All right, so they pick up Grace. This is when they officially meet, because the children and Grace hadn't officially met yet. Of course, it's super awkward. Super awkward. Uh, Aiden doesn't even acknowledge. Yeah, awkward as anticipated.
0: Well, it it is normal. Yeah, you just don't mix your kids with your girlfriend, who they think is responsible for their mom's death into a car and then he just walks out of the car and leaves her in there with them
1: oh I gotta take a call can't you just take the call in in the car or if it's later a work call? or later just add to the idiocy meter maybe we should have an idiot meter for this guy
0: I think we should and it's gonna explode the meter though because it's, it's just, just gonna go over it escalates <laughs> anyway
1: to top it off it's about a five hour drive so it's this five hour drive I can't of even awkward? imagine yeah terrible.
0: So they they get there. This is
1: your favorite
0: part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, it is. It's it because it just bugs me. It, it pushes that idiocy meter up on this dad. They get there. They're bringing down their luggage. This this man this dude doesn't even help Grace take the luggage up to the room where they're going to be staying. He tells her, "Oh, it's up there." Blah blah blah. And and then you see um, Grace unpacks her bag and you see her unpacking gifts. That she's already got ready for Christmas Day for the kids, presumably for the idiot man, and <laughs> and then you see her take out a pack of pills, yep. a, a, like a zippy, a ziplock of of pills. Um, she also sees a photo of Richard and his ex on the nightstand, and she puts that away as well.
1: When you see her putting away the gifts for Aiden and Mia, I felt bad. I, I think did too. She really was trying. So that that got me a little bit.
0: There is that part in the movie where you feel sorry for her. You realize that this woman has led a really traumatizing life as a child. And in some ways, here we go again. Idiot dad, I think somehow capitalized on this. That just occurred to me as I was as you were saying that. Um Could be. So Could be. She's a fragile person mentally. And I think that was the intention of the directors. You don't realize it, but that is what makes you feel sorry for her in this part of the movie, in this scene.
1: I also think that idiot dad and Aiden and Mia don't realize how fragile she is.
0: I also got the feeling that Richard doesn't know about her medication, or if he you does, did point that out. Yeah, you did or if he does, I don't think he realizes. How How much much medication? Because he walked in
1: on her in one of the scenes um, and she put the medication behind her back. Yes. So maybe he's not aware to give him some credit, I suppose. But I don't... So, But it adds to what I'm saying that I don't think they realize how fragile.
0: Grace is. Right.
1: They go ice skating, trying to have a family moment,
0: and it just doesn't go well. No, it does not go well. What are your thoughts on this? Well... I personally think that this whole part was planned. I didn't get that vibe, but interesting that you do. Well, you know, Mia is holding on to this doll that she brought with her from that lodge uh, replica that they have at the house. And the doll is a representation of her mom.
1: I did not notice that.
0: Yes, that is her mother. Oh, and Grace comes out wearing their ha- the mom's, the mom's hat. hat. And they say it. That's my mom. She says it. Um, Mia says, that's my mom's hat. And she mm. really gets upset.
1: I did not realize the doll.
0: Yes. The reason I think it was planned, but at the same time, I'm not sure how would these kids know where there's a fragile part in the ice. But so you see Mia and the doll falls, the ice caves. But then in trying to save Mia, she falls in. But I still wonder if this was planned.
1: Honestly, with these kids,
0: we don't know, do we? No, we don't know. The next thing you know, Idiot Dad, because that's his official name now, needs to leave for work. Leaving them alone. But before he leaves, he decides to give Grace a gun lesson on how to use a gun, gives her the code to the lockbox where the gun is, and while he's showing her how to use the gun... We realize that Grace knows how to use a gun. Scary. So he leaves. But here's the thing. He leaves them with no car and no other way to get off of this remote lodge. That's true. There's no snow tractor, nothing for them to get away if something should come up. And there's an impending ice storm coming. And... You're leaving your two children with a stranger.
1: You may know her, but they don't know her.
0: Oh, that's a good point.
1: The dad is gone. Grace is trying to get the kids to come down to eat. So this is, again, her trying where I, I do think she is trying. She is. She is. They don't want to come eat. So she eats alone in the dining room. And she's really put off by that like saint photo and the cross in the room. It's understandable. She was part of that cult. This is probably triggering her past. Yes. Which now, you know, the more you think about it, that's probably why she disliked looking at those because it's something that...
0: Triggers memories.
1: Right. She hides the painting.
0: Yeah. And it's kind of creepy. It is creepy. Having that... Yeah. Looking at you as you're eating.
1: Eh. Yeah, It's a little
0: off-putting. Yeah.
1: That night, she takes a bath. Shower. She catches Aiden watching her.
0: And again... Something is wrong with this kid.
1: If you don't like her, what are you doing? Yes, what
0: What are you doing?
1: It's steamy in the bathroom, and the word mom comes up on the mirror.
0: That means he went in there. He went in there while she was taking a shower and wrote the word mom. That is very creepy.
1: But initially, you don't think it's... You think it's still a ghost. Right. Because I, again, thought it was... A ghost or a haunting. That night she has weird dreams and she ends up waking up on the
0: floor of the bedroom. It's the next morning. Mia can't find her mommy doll. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. And Grace realizes that she has it. But she doesn't want Mia or Aiden to know that somehow this doll ended up in her possession.
1: But how did she get it? Does that mean when... Okay, so she woke up on the floor. Right. Does that mean she walked around? Or or she did it on purpose, or did the kids plant it? Exactly. Ah, the kids planted it, didn't they? We'll
0: get to that. Okay. And then Grace puts the doll, we don't see this, we know this after the fact, where Grady, the dog, her dog, is sleeping. She blames the dog for taking Mia's doll. This was a big mistake.
1: Now it's nighttime, and they're having a movie night. I thought they didn't like this girl. Right. Aiden offers her hot chocolate. Red flag, you don't like her. What are you doing? They're watching The Thing, Mm -hmm. which I thought was
0: interesting because it's an isolation movie. Right. And it's an alien entity, for lack of a better word. And she is the alien in this case at the lodge. She is. She is the outsider. Right. The
1: intruder. Correct. It's cold. And they bring in a gas, a floor gas heater. Mm -hmm. She asks, is this safe? And then that's it. She wakes up. There's no power. There's no water. The Christmas decorations that she had put up are gone. And there's no no food. Food is gone. Pills are gone. And Grady goes missing. Yeah. Poor Grady. First of all, why does the animal always get victimized in all these horror movies? They
0: always get the short end of the stick. And we said it. Even the first time we saw it, it it's like, oh, no.
1: Anytime there's an animal, you already... That's it. In, In a horror movie, you know... They're gonna end up dead.
0: Yeah, That's they they fair. need to stop this. The the animal fair. needs to be the hero at some point. Enough said on that.
1: You see Grace looking looking for the decorations for Grady, and she tells them, "Hey, if this is a joke, you got me." But stop it's gotta it. Stop. Stop it. And you see her freaking out the pills especially because. Clearly the pills help her. Another big mistake by these genius children. Why would you take... If you're going to fuck with her, don't take her medication. These kids probably don't even know what the medications are. So why are you doing that?
0: But here's something. They went out of their way to research her.
1: So they probably... Oh, maybe they do know what the medication is. Maybe. Honestly... They deserve it then. Oh, they do. The clocks are also changed to January 9th. You know, you're you're setting up this poor woman to think that time has also gone by.
0: No, just no. Next thing you see is Grace taking another shower. There's steam in the bathroom again. When she comes out, she sees the word repent on the mirror. And we already know that this is Aiden.
1: Yeah, so he went in again while she's showering to write this and to i'm assuming look at her
0: we can make a safe safe assumption on that but here's the thing and if you might remember this from when we first saw the movie as we watched it mm-hmm. i told you i thought the kids were screwing with her
1: you did That's- i didn't believe you i still thought that it was a haunted house or that they had died because of the gas the gas <laughs> heater so i'm thinking oh
0: they're dead but they don't know it right and after all this happens I think this is probably the tipping point or the beginning of the tipping point for her because she starts having dreams about the kids, Aiden and Mia, with a tape over their mouth.
1: Yeah. I think this is when she's losing it.
0: And this is where she decides to go for help. Yeah. Because by now they're freezing, they're cold, there's no heating going on. Right. And she decides that she's going to take a little trip to the nearest town. and. It's a blizzard that's going on out there.
1: Yeah. But she's trying again, even though I think she's unraveling already. Oh,
0: she's unraveling.
1: She's trying. She still has a little hint of, I'm trying because they need help. Mm -hmm. They clearly need help. She recognizes that. Yeah. She, you know, they think they need help.
0: Right. So she's out there. She's wrapped in a blanket. In her mind, I don't know if this part is is in her mind or she sees this. There's this strangely structured house, which I pointed out to you. The top of this weird-looking house... You did. ...was the The, house... Of the lodge. Right. ...was the top of the lodge. Right. Yeah. And it was just bizarre. And she sees her dad in there. Hmm. And at that point, she discovers that even her water bottle has frozen. That's how cold it is. These kids are screwed up. Yeah. They are... They let her walk around in this bitter ass cold and they didn't care. Because they don't care. They would have been okay
1: with her making this trek to the small town and die. Yes. Because you're right. It's a blizzard. What are they? Ugh, so cruel. Because they also
0: hid their coats. Yes. she. They didn't even stop her. They didn't try. No. They faked tried, but they did not try at all. So finally, Grace comes back to the lodge, and Aiden goes out of his way to say, we're dead. What if we have died? And then he shows her an obituary. I think it was labeled January 9th, which is what the clocks are all set back to, Mm because the clocks have the little digital dial on them. And he shows it, and it shows the three of them that they died. Hold on a minute. Let's think about this. They went through the trouble
1: of printing this. But not at the lodge. This was before they got there. Right. This is really messed up. The more we think about it, because I didn't really think about this when the scene happened. They pre-pre-pre-planned this.
0: Oh, for to sure. To the extreme. Yes. Wow. And then you see a photo that set of, of Aiden and Mia with a little black bow on the bottom corner. That says, in loving memory. And Aiden goes on and on to convince Grace that they are dead.
1: And the audience, at least me, I thought they were dead. Then I just figured the haunting thing wasn't the movie anymore, that it was a haunted house. Now I just think they're dead too. I'm convinced
0: too. Aiden is very cruel.
1: Yeah, more so than Mia. Because Mia's playing along, so she's she's not getting a... She's not getting written off.
0: She's not getting a hall pass
1: on this one. But he obviously is the instigator.
0: He definitely is.
1: Aiden hangs himself to prove that they're dead. Because if you're dead and you hang yourself, you're obviously not going to die again. I mean, is there no end to this? First of all, what if you did hang yourself? Then you're an idiot. And all of this just to convince this woman that you're dead. That they're all dead. This is really cruel.
0: Extremely cruel. And thus, my observation that this kid is a sociopath. I really see
1: it more and more as we're going into this episode. Honestly, when we watched it the other night, I'm like, nah, I don't, not that bad, but no, it's pretty bad.
0: Now that we're talking about it, you see it. And and furthermore, this even shows more of what a sociopath Aiden is. He now triggers her by saying, repent confess your sins. He is bringing up, drudging up the memories of that whole cult situation that she experienced as a kid.
1: And you see that they have
0: a speaker with Grace's dad's voice. Because she's been hearing these voices, but because she doesn't have her pills, I think she thinks that She's hallucinating, maybe, or she right. doesn't realize that it's it's, it's not, a speaker, right? Which and,
1: again, they they plan this,
0: yes. But here's the thing: is that's when the audience realizes, oh, these kids, these kids are bad. Let, let
1: me quote you. <laughs> this is this is you saying in our notes: these kids are off their rockers. This kid, meaning Aiden, is
0: fucked up. <laughs> he really is. Because he's a sociopath.
1: (laughs) Yes. I think we've gathered that at this point. (laughs) Grace finds frozen dead Grady.
0: This broke my heart.
1: Well, you know how I, well, we already said it. I just hate when the animal dies because we're animal people too. So it always, and we know it's not real, but it's the intention of, okay, this poor animal died. This animal didn't do anything to anyone on the well, contrary, right. Mia thinks so, but right. to the point of killing the dog? Right. These kids are that's it. Both of them suck because Mia left the door open intentionally in a blizzard for the dog to get out.
0: And she did it because she was pissed that she thought Grady had taken her doll when in fact it was Grace. I don't think Grace realized obviously she didn't know that this would happen, but it's just a whole chain reaction.
1: I think this is definitely... Okay, so she was already unraveling. This really did it. Because I think the dog was also maybe a um, service animal for her. And now this just... Pushed her.
0: It pushed her. It pushed her.
1: And it adds to the whole thing that they're all dead.
0: Right. She keeps saying that they're in purgatory. And that they need to repent their sins. This this whole thing has trudged that up. And this woman now thinks... Really, that they're dead.
1: Looks like their plan
0: did not go well, did it? No, it did not. And Grace does not want to come in. And now these two idiot kids, because obviously they're products of their idiot father, (laughs) have decided that, oh my God, we've gone too far. You think? And this is where the twist is. When you find out that you were
1: right, these kids are tricking her. And you see them go into... What is it? The basement and take everything Everything out. Yes. The coats, the the gifts, the food. food. But guess what? They can't start the generator now. Right. Life's a bitch.
0: (laughs) Yes, it is. Aiden decides to tell Grace the truth. But by now... She doesn't... She's not listening. The crazy is in the house for her. Yeah. And she is not listening. She... She's convinced. She believes that they are in purgatory She finally does come back into the house and the next thing you see is that she's kneeling on hot logs, screaming at the top of her lungs, trying to make up for her sins. The scene cuts to Idiot Dad and I guess something clicks that, oh, I can't get through to these kids. Nobody's answering and he is at the house and he looks at the kid's replica of the lodge and he sees something very wrong. You see Aiden hanging, hanging, right? He realizes, oh God, what did I do? This triggers
1: him, thank God, to go back to the lodge. And this is where you learn that it's a five hour drive because he leaves a voicemail saying it's about a five hour drive. I'll get there. The kids decide to hide from Grace in the attic. (laughs) No place to go in the attic, but hey, so they sleep there. But Mia needs to go use the bathroom. She successfully gets to the bathroom. But then Grace comes out of the darkness Mm -hmm. and follows her up to the attic. With the gun in hand. How is Grace able to walk well after burning her knees? Good point. I'm going to assume the adrenaline kicks in because, I mean, she did not more than one time. Yes. In theory, they should be pretty burned and painful, but adrenaline does kick in when you need it.
0: And you also see her face. It looks burned or maybe it's frostbite. I'm not sure. But her face is also messed up.
1: You did point out, because we noticed it, I agree that it could be frostbite because she was sitting outside for a while, plus the blizzard that plus she blizzard walked out in. Plus the blizzard that
0: she was in. in, yeah. Next thing you see, Grace is burning Mia's doll, the mommy doll. Oh, boy. Yeah.
1: And that idiot arrives. dad
0: not dad, idiot dad, arrives.
1: (laughs) This distracts them from any further whatever was going to happen in the attic. And now comes all this chaos of idiot dad coming up the stairs. They all meet at the stairs, basically. The kids are
0: at the top with Grace and he's at the bottom of the stairs.
1: Right. And he sees something's off, clearly. He notices, you know, when he walks in that Grady's missing and he gets to the stairs and sees Grace with the gun, mm-hmm. her face, the frost-bitten face, and just her. I mean, her demeanor is very different from when they first got there.
0: Because she's off her rocker at this point.
1: <laughs> you know, she points the gun at him, and here we go again. I was shocked when this happened. Yes. She shot him. In the head. In the head. Point blank. No, did not miss that one.
0: And and this is where you realize, back when he was teaching her, yeah. he,
1: that should have been a red flag
0: for him. <laughs> yeah. like, this lady can shoot. And she shot well. This whole movie's a red flag. Yes. (laughs) There are a bunch of them all over the place. But here's the thing is like, all right, these kids are already messed up as it is. Their mom shot herself, killed herself. Now their dad in front of them, no less, gets shot in the head too. Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't piece that together. Yeah. The kids freak out. They go downstairs. They cry over the dad really quick. But, you know, Grace is right behind them. There
0: ain't no time for tears. There's
1: no time. They go outside and they try to get the car going. Now everything is going against them. Their mm-hmm. little prank really backfired.
0: Karma's a bitch, baby.
1: They couldn't get the car going. This is where I have this question, but you brought up a good point. Mm-hmm. She walks slowly to the car. She stands in front of it and then it cuts to the kids at the dinner table with the dead dad at the head of the
0: table with his you know, head down, whatever. And, and you get a really good view. Of, of
1: Behind him.
0: Yeah, yeah. where you see... Oh.
1: And you see, you know, the shot of above the, the staircase that she dragged him because the mm-hmm. blood is dragged. Right. Why couldn't they overpower her? They're two kids, and they're not little. They couldn't overpower her?
0: Well, here's the thing. There's two things going on here. One, Grace has a gun.
1: Yeah, two, that's the point that you had made, yeah.
0: Two, we're talking about someone who at this point has lost it. Right strength and, huh she has strength i think she has that what is it that it's, char- it's created by adrenaline or something That super strengths. but yeah. i don't think there was a physical struggle i think it was she's got a gun she's gonna shoot us
1: you could be right i just don't understand why they wouldn't have put up a fight that's the only little plot i was like i'm sure they would have put up a, a fight but
0: but they've already seen that she's a good shot that wasn't oh, a coincidence shot on the stairs. She knew how to shoot and they knew it. All right. They they had listen, they were smart enough to plan this whole thing. They were smart enough to realize they lost. Yes. <laughs> Game over for them. Literally.
1: All right. It cuts to the dinner table. They're there. Dad's there. Dead dad now.
0: Mm-hmm. Dead idiot
1: dad. And they sing. I found that singing really disturbing when yes. they're singing that little hymn, I'm gonna call it. And they join her. I don't know if they join her maybe to just appease her. Maybe they could just get away with it. Right. You're not getting away with shit, little assholes. (laughs) (laughs) She walks around. Yeah. And you think, maybe she's going to let them go. But she puts the tape.
0: Over their mouths.
1: With the word sin. Mm
0: -hmm. And that's it. And the next thing, the next image that you see is that of the gun on the table. And that's how the movie ends. Wow,
1: this movie has a great twist. It really had me leading in very different directions. I thought it was a haunted house movie. Then I did think they were dead.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, oh, yeah, they died. and now they're stuck in this purgatory purgatory. And then the twist of this is all fake, and then just her getting back at them, yeah, it was good. It was good. Do you think she killed herself?
0: Oh, I think they're all dead. You think she I-, I think too? they're all dead. Okay. I think this is it for her. She's done. Yeah, and, in, in And this is a, there's a lot of religious overtures in this movie. Yeah. And in order to save them all, to repent their sins, this was what had to be done. She had to kill them and herself. But if she kills herself... Then it's all over. The purgatory is done with, mm. I, I'm guessing.
1: In her mind, at in least. In her mind. Very good. It was a very, very good movie.
0: You know, as we were talking about the movie... I started thinking that Grace may have been a killer all along. Hmm. I wonder if she's the one who killed the cult members and that it really wasn't a suicide thing. And
1: that maybe that's why she's having those dreams, because she's the one, she she's feels the culprit, the guilt. Guilt. Hmm. Good point. I like it. We'll be back after this quick break. Unlike our previous episode, this movie does have music and it has what, I don't know how else to describe it. I call it snowing music because I feel like movies with this isolation snow theme have a certain music to it that leaves you in mystery, middle of nowhere feeling,
0: creepy. It stirs atmospheric anxiety.
1: I like it. So the music here was important because at at certain moments, it was just the right music or tone for this movie.
0: And let's talk about a little quick thing here. Um, There's a lot of maybe nods to The Shining in this movie.
1: It feels that way to me.
0: Yeah, you've got the dog, Grady, which if if you've seen The Shining, then you know who Grady is. Yeah. The whole being isolated off your rockers. Out in the middle of nowhere, the snow. The family dying. Yes, and everything about it kind of is a nod, in my opinion, whether it was or wasn't, whatever, to The Shining.
1: Kudos. Best scene, Mom. For me, it was when Grace wakes up from the movie night and everything's gone. Because I feel like the movie changed at that point. It was a slow burn But that really amped up the anxiety and what the hell is happening here. And I felt bad for her.
0: I did too. I felt really bad for her in that scene. Um, Going back to the cruel, cruel prank that these kids played on her. Um, What's your favorite scene? For me, as I was going through it, at first I really didn't, as you know, have a best scene. But now that we've been talking about it, I actually think the end... Where she's taping their mouth up mm-hmm. with the word "thin" across it really indicates something else too. They have sinned against her. They sure did. Good point. Good and, point. And this is this is their payback. Oh yeah. And there is no they deserve com- it. Yeah, there is no coming back from this. This is game over for them and for her. I think.
1: I have a secondary
0: scene. Okay.
1: It was. Maybe the first or second night, they're all in bed, and they—it's a shot of Grady, right? And he looks up at the stairs, and he growls.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember it that happens part.
1: twice, but the first time you catch a glimpse, which I didn't notice the first time, of clothes—I mean, a sliver that somebody's standing there—and they move away quickly.
0: And clearly, it can't be Grace because Grady would not be growling at, at Grace. Grace.
1: So this is where I did initially think the movie was a haunted house movie. Mm. But now when you look back at it, I guarantee you it was Aiden.
0: Oh, maybe the sixth sense that the dog had was something wrong with Aiden.
1: Animals have a sense. So it was a hint that something is wrong when you piece it together later.
0: You know, we've made a lot of discoveries as we've talked about it through today's taping. And I actually like the movie even more now.
1: I actually want to go watch it again because I think it's one of those movies that every time you watch it, you're going to pick up on something else. I, or create, and it could be on purpose, create more conclusions or theories and back backstory to everything. Or
0: aha moments.
1: I like it. We
0: may have to watch it again, Mom. I,
1: I'm, I'm all for it. I'm down for it. You know, I don't mind rewatching <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> Best character. We talked about this before recording the episode. There's really... I don't like anybody. Maybe... Grace, I feel bad for her, but I still don't really like her. What about you? Grady the dog. (laughs) Great choice. Poor (laughs) thing. Seriously. There was no need. He was being intuitive. It is not his fault.
0: No. He is the only one in this entire movie that is free of any sin. And because we couldn't come up with a best character, we decided to add the best unlikable character
1: also we've noticed in horror movies you tend to dislike characters more than actually like them that is true so
0: this may be a new
1: topic of conversation in our
0: podcast i think we should go episode by episode and apply it when when it's necessary right?
1: right all right so who's your most unlikable character
0: i can only imagine who I'm going to give you one guess, and I know you're going to guess right. So go ahead. Idiot dad. Oh, yes. Idiot dad. I think we conveyed why (laughs) multiple times. This man is clueless. He thinks the logical solution is to leave Grace with his kids alone in a remote lodge with no car, not even a snow tractor. Hey, a little nod there to The Shining. (laughs) With a snowstorm coming while he's out of touch in the city. Idiot. Has this dude never seen The Shining?
1: Clearly not. And just common sense. Yeah. I will give it to Grace again. Because he said, you know, when he was leaving, he said, are you okay with this? And she said, yeah, it was my idea. It made me feel bad because if it wasn't for her getting pranked, it probably would have gone boring, but normal. Right. But didn't see that one coming.
0: So who's your least likable?
1: It was the dad too. But since we started this episode, it's Aiden. I initially felt sorry for him and Mia. So basically I changed your idea. You did. This kid sucks. He is really cruel. No, it's Aiden. I know the movie isn't old, but does it hold up to you?
0: It does. For me, it does.
1: Me too. It's one of those movies, like I said, that we can
0: keep watching and pick up on things. Looking forward to watching it again. Me too. Let's move on to the seven rules. Not a lot of rules broken here. No. But I'm going to start it off with rule number one. Don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule
1: number four, don't go upstairs into the basement or the attic.
0: Rule number five. Why are you going in there if it says, don't enter, no trespassing, or it's just pitch black dark?
1: Rule number six, make sure the bad guy is dead.
0: And rule number seven, no Ouija board.
1: The only rule that was broken was that they went into the attic. You're not going to find any escape there. You would have probably been better off going into the basement. Eh, actually, no.
0: No, they'd be trapped down there too. They should have just run for their lives. They should have run into the blizzard like they made that poor woman do. (laughs) And they would have gotten what they deserved.
1: Well, they got what they deserved because they went into the attic.
0: Mm -hmm. And now we're going on to the Scream Award. Scream Award is how many times Erica screams during a movie. We rate it one to five. So, Erica, take it away.
1: One out of five.
0: Okay. I don't remember you screaming. So for me, it's zero out of five. When did you scream?
1: When Mia came down to use the bathroom and oh, then when she was going back up and...
0: That's right. Grace
1: came out of the darkness and yes. I, you know... You
0: kind of jumped there, kinda yeah. kind of jumped.
1: Yeah. Uh, obviously... But not too, yeah. not too many screams, but it was still...
0: Intense. A scary movie. It was. All right. I think we've talked this movie to death. So folks, it's a wrap. And thank you for listening.
1: Don't forget to like, follow, rate, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at Horror Cafe Podcast and on Facebook, Horror Cafe
0: Podcast. So, you know, we've gotten a couple of emails from folks that have been listening to us. I love reading them. How about you?
1: I do, too. We love to hear what you think.
0: Drop us a line. Visit our website. Send us a message at Horror Stay tuned after the music for some bloopers. We are struggling this with this bad. shit today. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe we should just record the whole thing without fucking it up left and right.
1: Oh my god. This struggle bus today, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let me start
0: over. Okay, okay. let's get let's let's let's. Okay, oh my let god. me get serious. Let's start. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with We're me today? today. <laughs> We're struggling today to talk. Okay, hold on.
1: The movie was filmed to do nothing. Right.
0: Okay, <laughs> let's go. It was
1: just filmed for because Because oh, Jesus